Level Up Latina partners with working women and mamas alike to guide them in achieving fulfilling career and life goals through financial empowerment, professional or leadership coaching, and personal wellness. Find the unique coaching you need to succeed. You're listening to Vero, Ceci, and Irene, and we are Level Up Latina. Welcome to another episode of the Level Up Latina podcast. Today, we have Vanessa Vigil as our guest. Vanessa is the Chief Brand Officer of MeToo. MeToo is a leading digital media company dedicated to inspiring, elevating, and super-serving U.S. Latinos. Vanessa oversees daily operations, leads brand partnerships and community teams to develop growth strategies, and so much more. Thank you, Vanessa, for being here and for sharing space with us. Welcome. Bienvenida. Thank you. Gracias. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. We're, Bienvenida. Bienvenida. We're excited to chat with you today. Um, but before we get into your role and your career and all that good stuff, uh, tell us a bit about your background and upbringing. Absolutely. Um, so I'm Southern California born and raised. Uh, both my parents are from Mexico. My mom is from Yucatan. My dad originally from Guanajuato, but he grew up in TJ most of his life. And so, um, yeah, I grew up in like the West Covina area. Um And, you know, pretty middle class, very fortunate, really, I think, when you consider what our, you know, our parents did in in coming to this country and everything. So very um, just great middle class upbringing, went to public school, um, always loved like English and literature and stuff. And so I ended up going to a small liberal arts college in Massachusetts to Amherst College, um, which was a pretty unconventional choice. And you know, my mom being a good Latina mom was very offended that I went as far away as possible <laughs> from her. She's like, Gaisa, what did I do? Like, I'm like, it's not about you. Like, this is actually a good thing that like you prepared me to, you know, fly the nest and go far. And um, I loved it. It was a great experience. I was definitely very, very homesick all the time. Um, I came home as much as I could. And, um, you know, did all my summer internships, I would come home like Thanksgiving and Christmas and like, you know, just definitely really, really missed home. But it was a great experience. And, you know, I, I developed um, some really special friendships and relationships out there with the very few Latinos that were out there, we all just sort of like found each other and like became a huddle. Um, and so like my best friend, actually, she was like from Pasadena, and she's from here, um, San Marino area, you know, but we found our each other out there. Um, and we're still like friends to this day. Um, so yeah, that was, that was kind of my upbringing. And then immediately, you know, all my internships I did in like publicity and, um, what did I do? Publicity and like entertainment management, just coming to home in LA. That's, you know, was pretty common. And then, um, right after college, I interviewed with Arenas Entertainment, which was a Latino, um, agency, you know, they, they had sort of multiple disciplines, media, publicity, and talent management. Um, I didn't know anything about media, but they were like, well, you know, you went to Amherst, like, we'd love to see you in the media department. And I was like, okay. So I joined unbeknownst to really what media was at the time. Um, but, you know, I always really liked kind of marketing and publishing. And so, um, you know, I, I, again, consider myself very, very lucky that I found this as my first job right out of college, where it was a place that I could bring, like my entire self, my culture, my background, and like, also just what I liked in terms of 
media and entertainment and advertising. Um, and that's how my career got started. And I've always sort of been in that perfect nexus of entertainment and culture um, and advertising. And so, you know, I've worked at other agencies. I eventually joined um, my boss from Arenas. She started her own boutique agency. So I did several years with her. And then I went over to Omnicom to work on the Disney account um, on multicultural strategy and planning there that I worked on the universal account for a bit. And that was when I got the chance, you know, I always loved Miku um, as a client and, you know, sort of came on the scene while I was already in the agency world. And I just loved what they did. I felt like they really got our generation and kind of our experience. And there was just so much authenticity. And I was like, I want to work there. Um, so I knew somebody who who was at Mipu and I was always like, let me know when you're ready to hire me. And so the first chance I got to join, you know, there was an opening that was right. And I came over to manage like kind of the brand strategy, um, the media team, account management team, creative, um, which is really was all responding to the RFP. So I was kind of on the other side of the table now servicing agency clients. Um, yeah. And then I've been here now for over three years. Um, a lot has changed, which I'm sure we can talk about. Um, but yeah, that's kind of my life in a nutshell. Thank you. It sounds amazing and so relatable. I mean, even from, you know, you talking about your college friends, I mean, like Vero, Irene and I are college friends. Like awesome. you're doing this podcast, you know, we were at UCSB también. Nos encontramos all the yeah. Latinos and we were like this. Um, yeah. Don't fact, let go. All, well, Don't let go. I know. <laughs> you know. I know, right? You like, like yeah, yeah. each other across campus. You're like, yes. you're one of yes. me. <laughs> yes, totally, totally. And in fact, what you were saying that, you know, your mom did it like, ¿Qué estás haciendo? why are you going so far? Like we all relate to that as well. And in fact, Irene has a funny story because she was o only like, two hours away and her mom llorando when she was oh. dropped off like what no te me vas yeah she cried the whole way home she hasn't died like you're gonna have to stop crying this is a two and a half hour drive and then when i decided to study abroad vanessa in barbados in the caribbean she was like te fuiste tan lejos y te quieres ir más lejos she was so disgusted oh with God. me for falling my dream what is that it's the latino bubble it's I the know. latino bubble they want to keep you close because they're afraid of the world hurting you you know yeah i mean my mom's biggest fear in me going away was she was like, you're never going to come back. You're going to like, you'll fall in love. You're going to get married with somebody out there. Like, that's it. I'll never see you again. And I was like, it was the opposite, actually. Now it's funny. Now she's like, it's a good thing you went away because you like, you knew you wanted to come back home. And now I'm like, yep, like LA is home. I love it. I'm glad I went away. But like, this is 120%. Like, I just, I love LA and I love being she here. Was like, I'm good. glad. Yeah. I'm glad you didn't so stay because like, you would have married that one guy and then. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. No, no, totally. No. Uh, Viva Mexico because all four of us are Mexicanas. Yes. We're actually recording yeah. today on Mexican Independence September Day. September 16th. Yeah. Yeah. Viva Mexico. You know, echándonos porras. So thank you for being here today on this special I day. I know, it is exciting. We should have a tequila shot, but I'm oh, you later. Down. I'm not oh, pregnant anymore. Down. I'm finally down. not pregnant. I'm so <laughs> Oh my God. I know, you're probably really ready. <laughs> yes, I am She's ready. Let's ready. do it. Let's do it. <laughs> you know, before Antes we sign off, we'll do it. Yeah. <laughs>
One thing I wanted to point out before we move on to, I know we have a series of questions, and, and I don't know if you've listened to our podcast before, Vanessa, but we kind of like, not that we go off on tangents, pero somos bien platicadoras. We love to talk and we... I love it. All this. So one thing that you did mention that I, I want to use to remind all of our listeners out there that you did something that is a very key thing to do in, in our professional careers is like, you're, you, you said something that really shines on our relationships and networks within our professional world that you reached out to someone at Me Too and you were like, hey, when you're ready to have me on your team or you're ready to hire me, hit me up. And I think that's so important and it's essential really when you're making in this professional world to find the right place that's for you and using those networks and relationships to you, to help you out and get to get there. So I wanted to highlight that for all of our listeners that, hey, we all need a little you know, a little bit of uh, advocating for ourselves and reaching out to the right people when we know them. So use those people. And like trusting that. Yeah, no, I think that's a great point. And trusting that instinct to, you know, sometimes you're a little shy or like, I don't want to inconvenience someone. They're probably really busy. Everybody's busy. Like just reach out. And I also, and now I'm in a position, you know, the other, on the other side of that, you know, where people reach out. Like I've had, you know, someone, one of our account managers on our team, she just reached out on LinkedIn, like two years. It's funny. She posted today that today's like her two year anniversary with us. And she's just like, Hey, you know, can I just like talk to you? Pick your brain. Like she wasn't asking for a job. I just like, I happened to, you know, I was like, yes, let's talk. And every time somebody like that reaches out, um, just sort of unprompted and just says like, I want, you know, just, I want advice. I want to have a conversation. Like, um, I so admire that. And it always definitely catches my attention. And those are people that I'm like, yes, I want to meet you. Like, who are you as a, you know, especially like these young women, it's mostly women, but like young people who reach out and they're like in their early twenties and they're just like, I'm going to reach out to this person, you know, who's a vice president or something like who I just found on LinkedIn and I just want to learn about their career. Like I really, really commend that. And I really try to make time to respond because that takes a lot of initiative and it is important. It does. It does. It takes like, it's like, you have to trust your gut and just go for it. And it's like, what's the worst that can happen? They're going to say no. Okay, you move on, you know? So yeah, that's the importance of, of networking and meeting people and connecting with them. So I'm serious. Este, I, I asked uh, my husband, I text him real quick. I'm like, can you bring me a bottle of tequila? Oh and my God, chocolate? I'm going to have to text auto too. And he showed up. Know, showed right? up. All right. Text your peeps. Text your peeps. <laughs> Text my, text my, my, my husband's text. out with the kids right now. Oh. <laughs> He's right going to come home. <laughs> what? <laughs> Bring me tequila. I'm at work. <laughs> it's like that segment. Are you down? Are you down or bring me tequila right now? <laughs> yes, right? I love it. Yeah. I think we're frantically looking for tequila. So we'll get our flow back as we find our tequila. So thank you so much for answering that question. And our next question was, how is Mitu engaging the new generation of U.S. Latinos? That's a great question. Um, it's the it's probably the thing that keeps me up at night. You know, I think for us, it's really about having, <clears throat> I try to make sure that we have representation across all the different generations, you know, bringing interns on, um, a lot of us recognize, you know, I'm I'm 40, you know, other people on our team are in their 30s and like, you know, we've got people in like their late 20s and I'm, you know, we're also just, especially because we're in digital and we're in social, um, obviously, you know, our team who's doing the content and the social content day in and day out, they are just super attuned to what's happening. They're following 
you know, all trends and that's just sort of what they live and breathe and why they're so good at what they do. Um, but yeah, I think like having internships is super important too and bringing in these interns and being like, give us your perspective, right? And also making it a very welcoming place that shouldn't feel intimidating because I, you know, a lot of times, you know, folks come in and they're like, they are fans of the brand and they're fans of the content. And they're just like, oh my God, like they, they sort of fangirl or fanboy a little bit. And I'm like, cool, cool. But like, we're real people. And we want to hear your ideas too. And and I think just really embracing that and um, me too has always been a place that, you know, doesn't matter what your role is. Like you could be a data engineer, but if you have like an idea for content, you have a great connection, you have a story to pitch, like it is all very open and fluid. Like we genuinely, we need every perspective when we source all of our inspiration and our stories from all of us that come of that, you know, from that culture, like that's the authenticity to it is like, we all have these like lived experiences and we want to hear them all. Um, So yeah, definitely just leaning into interns to like help us inform you know what is what is next um and then yeah just being really open um we you know a lot of people also pitch us ideas and they'll reach out and i love that too it's just it's so nice to get that perspective like college students will send us pitches and um it's great uh on that same note and you've sort of answered it but how do you think that latinos are occupying their rightful place in the media now i know it's an ongoing conversation and we want more representation but what are your thoughts on that yeah um I mean, I think it's also the, so I think that a part of it is also the ability we have at, you know, with social platforms, with the ability to really amplify each other and celebrate each other um, makes all the difference. And it's something that really didn't even exist, you know, 20 years ago. And so um, I love seeing, for example, Rafael Agustin, when he had his book out and it's like, I was seeing him on everybody's feeds and everybody's celebrating him and everybody's posting everybody's like hey okay his book is out like let's and like I just I like really seeing that like the entire community rallying behind that and that is you know one thing that we really also embrace at me through is like we don't when we look at other you know Latino publishers that are doing similar things whether it's Remezcla or Pero Like or Somos or like we're just like yes like we we all need to exist there is room for all of us like it is not about you know yes there's competition if it comes to obviously like RFPs and like we may be pitching for the same thing and the same ad dollars um and the reality is like yeah those advertisers should be spent doing and, and spend, spending with all of us, not just choosing, okay, like one gets to win every time. So it's their loss if they're not doing that. But regardless of that, like, I love seeing just our content amplify that. Um, but I do, you know, I do think that we also need to celebrate Latinos being in all different types of positions, not just sort of the forefront positions as actors. Obviously, that is super important. Um, but yeah, that's why we love seeing, you know, whether it's authors, are you a director? Are you a writer? Are you a producer? Like we need to really, really demonstrate or like people in business, people who are entrepreneurs, like we are in all spaces. And I think that's something that, you know, we're really committed to at Miku and really trying to represent. And that's why whenever we do content, like we, you know, we really are committed to telling real people's stories, um, because that's, what's relatable. Like it's, you know, we love creators, we love influencers, we love actors, but sometimes we're like, okay, like, you're good, you've made it. Like, how can we showcase somebody who's 
you know, could really benefit from that exposure? Could like, how can our platform really like catapult sort of an unknown business or an unknown person? And we're always sort of seeking that because, you know, people that have the notoriety, like that's great. Um, but we need to sort of push ourselves out of that and, and provide a platform. That's such a cool part of like this generation, like back in the day, you know, we were growing up, we're also in our forties, all of us early forties. And we didn't have social media, obviously, mm -hmm. but really you looked at, you know, making it as being in a big movie, being on the TV screen, you know, things that were so far removed yeah. from what was possible. Like I'm not an actor. I don't have the resources to become a poet or an author or whatever it may be. But now, like you said, the opportunity for like somebody's mom in Su Ranchito to have like all the views on YouTube mm -hmm. and beat Martha Stewart, like yeah. that was kind of going viral lately. Like, uh, I love that, right? Like you said, giving an opportunity to someone that here they are and they have a gift and they can do it and they can be with their little apron in front of the screen with their whole heart, like yes. cooking and being popular and, and reminding us of everybody's grandmother. Like that is so relatable and so touching. And it's kind of the cool part of social media. And like you said, and these amazing websites and these amazing social media accounts that keep us connected from a really real honest approach where we get to be ourselves and and be popular in life for being ourselves which i think is really cool definitely a different uh place and space than what we knew growing up yeah I think, yeah i wanted to say you you mentioned something that's important and it goes back to networking and like helping like the next generation is that you know we're you know we're in our 40s all all four of us are in our early 40s so we don't necessarily know what's in or we don't know what's like the well i mean oh you girl do. come on yes we're we do too. you're with, you're me too <laughs> But it takes us, you know, it takes us being, um, I guess, open to ideas from the younger generation. Mm -hmm. And like, you're doing that with your interns. We actually have a content creator who's also younger and she's in her 20s. And she's definitely pulled us out of our comfort zone with our social yeah. media because we, I mean, we can learn, you know, as we go. But it's like, what's trending? What are yeah. we doing? What are, how do we get our, our faces out there? And that's important because, you know, they, they see us as like, you know, kind of older and like the role models and señoras, las señoras, <laughs> you know, and, and, and I feel like, right. To be approachable, see, you know, the tal manera, um, profesionales and whatnot, pero también like approachable because I remember growing up and going through my career, my journey, like not seeing anyone that looked like me or spoke the same language. And if, if they were, I, I don't know, I just don't, don't, or if there were women in the in the career, I didn't feel necessarily comfortable approaching them or they didn't come off as approachable. Mm -hmm. So I think for us to, to, you know, create that path to make those connections with the younger generation and be also open to learning new ways. Like that's like, that's, you know, we're helping each other. Estamos, estamos juntas. I yeah. think I would dream about walking into a workspace and being able to just say like, yep, so I'm Mexicanota, you know, my, well, I always Mexicanota, even though I'm Mexican American, <laughs> you know, uh, born here. My parents are from Mexico, but I just felt like just knowing that I'm like, Hey, I could, people understand when I'm coming from, I don't have to explain it completely, even though everyone has yeah. their own stories, but I could just imagine like the, your, the, the team that walking in, you know, like this is where we come and we all kind of understand where we're coming from. And I don't have to explain the tamales or why does it smell like, you know, <laughs> chile verde or, you yeah. know, patas de puerco that I brought, you know, for dinner. So I think that's really quite, I would love, I can just imagine walking into a workspace like that. I have a question for you. It's not definitely on our, our, our uh, I can't even talk anymore. Sorry. I have like fog brain from like COVID still. And then I have mommy brain because I Wait. just had a baby. So oh I, I apologize. That is a real times. thing. No worries. It is so <laughs> legit. But we don't have it in our list of questions for you. However, 
I noticed that you have that Me Too has uh, like three different accounts, like Fears by Me Too, um, We Are Me Too, and then like I don't I can't recall the last one. Like maybe Somos yeah, we have Somos, Too. and we also have Crema. And there you go, yeah. Crema. Mm-hmm. And then that that also you you um, acquired it through NGL, right? Because we didn't mention that in your intro. The yeah, so we actually so Crema is a Me Too brand. We launched it last year, um, okay. and then we the brands that we acquired through NGL is Hispanic Kitchen, uh, Latina Moms, and Hispanicize, which has really been an event uh, mm-hmm. first and foremost, but it's also a platform and an ONO site. Um, so yeah, so those three owned and operated uh, properties will become part of the Me Too portfolio and. Um, yes, thank you for asking about it. So yeah, we're, we're really, that's, that's kind of the goal and really what my new role is now as a combined company is to oversee the development and growth of our brands. Um, and really those brands are how we are engaging, you know, the audience and our community. Um, and we talk about it like a family of brands, meaning like we always refer to Wham, We Are Mitu is like your primo who's just super fun and you just want to see him at the family gathering, right? It's like, that's just the person you gravitate to. You're just like, oh my God, I can't wait to see my favorite primo. Um, Fierce is like your super woke prima. It's like the first one that went to college, like has all the advice, all the wisdom. You totally look up to her. Um, Grandma obviously is like our musician or like boho artist, whatever. Um, We did launch TTM, Things That Matter, uh, earlier this year because we really that used to be like a category under me too under we are me too um and what we noticed especially like you know in the summer of 2020 when so much was happening around social issues you know we we have a responsibility to cover sort of really serious topics too and the things that are affecting our community and policies and um but that's was very incongruous to, you know, the comedy and the humor of that, like Meepu tends to be known for. And so we just kind of realized like, Hey, you know, our audience like doesn't know if they're going to get a funny meme or like a really sad immigration story. And it was like, and yet we like, we want to cover all of that. Right. So we branched off TTM. Um, so we're going to be developing that as its own brand and platform. And, you know, it has a lot of like, that's what we want to provide the resources to, you know, here's how you apply for scholarships and here's what is available and how do you like buy your first home and had like being really that space that is, you know, a little more serious, but also has a lot of impact in terms of resources for our community. So that's like our baby, baby brand that just launched and, you know, we're, we're hoping to grow that, um, and then, yeah, we're, we're bringing on Hispanic Kitchen, Latina Moms, and Hispanicize. And so we'll be bringing that into the Mitu fold, giving it kind of the Mitu treatment and a little bit of personality. And, you know, so they, they'll probably be getting rebranded um, over time. But, like, we want to keep the essence of obviously a food brand um, makes so much sense for us. And it's like, you know, the possibilities are endless. Um, so, yeah. That's really cool. Thank you for taking your time to explaining and, and elaborating on how the role that you're taking on with that. I jumped to it like just quickly. So I'm like, oh, I'm sure that since Latinos were all so different, each of these yeah. kind of tailors to something differently, which is great. So I yeah. am I'm grateful that you we, we at least cross that bridge. We were or we understand the purpose of it now. And you are obviously yeah. the expert in branding. So <laughs> here we I'm go. I'm so excited to jump into it. Yeah. So um, it is a big it's a big 
thing to look out for, right? And so when we think of like events and all the different formats in which we're engaging with our audience, whether it's social or editorial and videos and events, like there's room for all of that um, across, like you're right, we're not a monolith. And so, you know, it, we need to think of like the parenting angle and, um, you know, there's other possibilities that we kind of have on our wish list. <laughs> so if you have a, a, an, an idea or thinking maybe we should have like las tias that have some good advice and we can definitely jump on there for you. Yes, We'd love to I'm, I'm and lead that. that. <laughs> yeah. Las señoras by me too. Las señoras yes, by me too. Oh my sure. gosh, I love it. I love it. I'm going <laughs> to pick you up on that. <laughs> yes, yeah. So we'll, we, we'll be glad to con uh, contribute to that. Um, but in relation to just talking about branding, um, we're going to transition into this question. Like, what is the future of Me Too? You kind of mentioned it now with uh, the different brands. And what do you think is your role as to be able to get to that future? And what do you envision for it? Yeah, yeah. So we did talk about it. So I, I do, you know, certainly the building of those brands and communities is a big part of it. Um, because... Yeah, I mean, we're, we're not a monolith and we deserve to kind of have and indulge all of these spaces, right? And, and we have a lot of people in our community, right, that can be like, I love lamb and I love grandma. And, I, and like there is overlap, but also that that is also what allows us to grow and to expand. So, you know, we've talked about like, should we do kind of that Latin nerd, you know, content that is like there are so many of us that are in that you know, space and just love that and are creating that content and that it needs more of our representation. Um, so there are a lot of possibilities. That is really like my goal is just to have that portfolio of like family of brands um, that manifest across all the different touch points. And then another um, future that, that Mithu is looking to is really more of the IP development. Um, so a bit more long form that has already started um, so there's sort of a separate division dedicated to that because that's obviously a much more long game in terms of developing that content. But, you know, that is also, it's something that Miku has tried in the past, you know, many years ago under different ownership. Um, I was, that was all before my time. So I wasn't really privy to that, but, you know, it's something that our, new ownership, um, new as of 2020, you know, our CEO really believes in the, the value and importance of IP development. And I think it's also for us, it's coupled with the idea that, you know, you look at all these projects getting one season or half a season and canceled. And it's also like part of being part of that solution to say, you know, it's what Mitu has always stood for. It's telling our own stories and creating our own platform and saying like, we're, we're not going to ask for permission. We're not going to wait for somebody to green light and tell us that we can create content. Like we've obviously been doing it in the space for 10 years now. Um, and so now how do we take that to the next level to really create those projects and then pitch it to these streamers, but um, you know, and all the different platforms in which it can be released. But it, it really just at the heart of it goes back to creating that space and opportunity for Latino creative projects to live and thrive um, and just obviously expanding beyond, you know, social and the shorter form that we've always been in. Um, so that's another very exciting part of it. We have our studio space in Lincoln Heights. It's a really large um, 14,000 square foot studio space that we moved into in July of last year, um, but we absolutely see 
you know, putting down roots there. We love where it's located, obviously. It's like the heart of the community in LA. And um, yeah, that's where we'll be hosting events, but also we want it to be an open place for creators to come and, you know, students and just get a feel like that's how we start to make changes on who gets to, you know, green light or make the decision about what projects get told. And like, we have endless stories that need to be told. And so there's no shortage. Um, So that's really priorities. I want to give you props for that. Like being within the community, if you are reporting and giving stories from the community, you are being part of it, being within it says so much that you really so much okay who am yeah. I bad bunny say she's um <laughs> so it, I think that that really that struck a chord just because um before we moved out to Watts you know my family we we grew up I was born in El Sereno East LA area oh, yeah. I still have family that lives in Lincoln Heights so when you thought about that I thought about the park and I thought about Plaza de la Raza and mm-hmm. like all these little places that Latinos like our families can go to right and just thinking that you are sharing the stories of the 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 Los Hispanos, Los Latinos of the community, I feel that it's so important that you do decide, you choose, you have chosen to be yeah. within the community and, and spend the money there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's really, really awesome. Thank you. Yeah, we're, and we we're, love it. And, and we're just going to keep pitching ourselves. Hopefully you guys can <laughs> Please do. And, and, with. and so our next idea is Cuarentonas Pero Buenonas. That's also I, like by oh, yeah. and like the older audience. Like that's Ceci's ca- catchphrase. We have to keep pitching Oh ourselves. my gosh, you need to trademark that. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Ceci, you do, Ceci. I know. Let's do it. Let's contact our uh, trademark attorney. <laughs> Well, thank you for that advice, and it's a free advice. All right, we can keep going. I'm goofing around with you. No, that's good. It's hard. Ideas come up this way. Some people I get in the it. shower, some people within, just in conversation, and this is always good. Like I said, we always have a good time and good conversation and good exchange. So far, I mean, you have, for for, for being 40, I think you, you mentioned your age. We normally don't even ask our guests. Our guests won't even mention their age. <laughs> you know, so I appreciate it. Thank you. You're just being so authentic and so vulnerable with us. <laughs> um, so one of the things that we do ask a lot of our, oh, hi, no worries. This happens all the time, guys. This happens all the time to us, so no worries, Vanessa. (laughs) So for many of you that are not watching this, we're watching ourselves. Like we have an uh, like a a video call, like a Zoom, like a a video call, so we can see one another. And something that usually happens to all three of us is when our our children will come in and you know be part, become featured. We just. We just narrated what occurred because our audience needs to know that beautiful hugs were given <laughs> yeah. and family and nature and love. I know. I love it. They come in and I'm yeah. like, I thought you were supposed to be at a doctor's appointment. My, <laughs> my husband is my husband is like, I'm like, he's not a real Latino because he's always early and on time. And I'm like, <laughs> like they literally had an appointment right now at 3.30. I'm like, why are you guys home? He probably just got them there so early that it's he over already. <laughs> I took him in. Yeah. yeah. That sounds right. That sounds, that sounds right. right. I think I think it's uh, something that we have in common because I feel like our husbands are like on the dot también, oh super God, punctual. I mean, son Latinos and they're like, they're on it. I don't know. You need to get from their dads being the opposite. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah like on it. <laughs> I'm not kidding. That's why. So, you know, we obviously we, we got Latina moms in our in our fold with this. But I'm like, guys, I really want to do just a parenting vertical because I'm like, parenting is more than moms and like arguably I think my husband's probably a better and more responsible parent than I am like he handles all this stuff and I'm like I just 
like, yeah, and especially Latinos, like, it's such a massive swing from what they probably grew up with as examples of dads. Um, my dad was super involved. He was great. And, you know, he was like, he was the one that was there for all the after school stuff. But that that was not the most common thing. And I'm like, I really want to explore that. It's important that we demonstrate. And I think, like, just give props to how much, you know, men are also doing in the parenting world. It's not just moms. <laughs> And share it. A thousand percent. I, a thousand percent. Couldn't agree yeah. more. Like my husband has done so much this week that I'm like, I don't even know what's going on. Like yeah. my kid ran for student president, the gray, the poster had to be done. A video had to be done. My husband wanted to do dinner with his relatives, visiting from Guatemala. He's got work to do, projects. He's got multiple clients. And I am like here napping. Like I don't know what's going on. <laughs> he is taking care of so much. And granted, I could probably be helping, but not this week. This week he's been- And Irene was dead. like in Australia last day. week. So he like, yeah, this so step it up. Yeah, it's all that. I do need to dedicate more to them. I agree. Yeah. Thanks for validating that. (laughs) I'm like, we need to just validated my idea because there's actually not that many like me too. I feel like I mean, there's more people that have become parents, but I definitely feel like I'm like kind of the the older one that I'm like I throw out these ideas and the team's like, especially like the content team. Like a lot of them aren't parents yet, and I'm like. We need to bounce our ideas off by somebody. Yeah. Come on, someone, please. It's a great idea. Yeah, I think it's a great idea. It's a great idea, idea. and it's it's a great thing to model. I think it's really important to show, like, another side of relationships. And, you know, we talk about that a lot in the podcast, too. I think we try to break a lot of stereotypes, Mm -hmm. but also how we are doing things that are different than how our parents did them or speaking of our husbands in a certain way or ourselves in a certain way. So we validate you a thousand percent. And I love modeling and showing examples of something different. So for the young creators out there, like, listen to us mamas okay. you know what you're talking about listen to us parents yeah and things look all kinds of I'll tell you guys something funny so we decided um I don't know probably a couple months ago um that my husband was going to stop working and especially as like kind of I got promoted and things just you know things happened for a certain reason and I was just I was feeling like a lot of pressure too I was just like oh my god like this new role this job this merger is like even demanding more and more um, you know, his job sort of didn't work out and we were debating and he was like starting to interview and I'm like, what do you really like to do? You know, what are you really into? And he didn't like, he was just looking for a job to look for a job. And then like, I don't know, somehow a light bulb went off between us and he's like, you know, I could just like handle everything with the house, the kids, like you don't, don't worry about it. Like you have such a demanding career and like the little free time you have, use it with, you know, to have quality time with the kids. Like I will handle everything. And honestly, ladies, like our stress level in our entire like household has just like completely gone down. Like he's like happier. Like everybody's like, you know, the kids are getting the attention they need. Like the house is like, things are getting done. And like, I don't feel that pressure. I love to cook, but it's like no longer like, Oh my God. Okay. It's, six o'clock, like, let me just, you know, tear away from this. And like, I have to go do this and I have to do the laundry. And I like that idea that like, we have to do it all is just like, you can't, you, you, you can't do it all at the same time. Like you have to pick and choose. And I think like having a, you know, people are always like, how do you do it? How do you do all this? And like, you know, two kids. And I'm like, honestly, so much of it is the partner that I have who has been so supportive and so just like, recognize what I needed before even I recognize what I needed. And like, I just, um, and it looks all kinds of ways, you know, and like to our family, it's, this can be jarring. Like, you know, I don't, my mom was kind of like, uh, I don't know. Like, she's like, well, 
like watch your money and i'm like you would never tell a man who has a stay-at-home wife watch your money. like mm-hmm. i was like this is crazy to me but i'm like okay i get it like it's a different generation this is so foreign to her um but against you know judgment i just like this was the right choice for us right now and it like i'm so lucky and i think like i just want to say that because i think a lot of people are like, what are people going to think? Especially as Latinas, right? You're always like, oh my God, que va a decir la familia? Like, what is it? Like, forget it. Like, Dude, our, our necks are going to fly off. Yeah, I was going to say. Oh my God, yes. Yes. All three of us. <laughs> our heads yes. are going to fly off. In yes, there. we're going to bend Yeah, there goes my foreheads. Like, you have to have, like, every other episode is about this. Yeah. Like, breaking away, doing it different, doing what makes you happy. Like, I was yeah. just telling the girls in an unrelated meeting, like, I had a friend fighting with her husband about the groceries, and I was like, girl, uh, d- grocery delivery, it'll change your life. Yeah. Like, the, all these little things you need to do to reduce the stress, and it's okay. Your mom's going to judge you because yeah. someone dropped those groceries off yeah. at your doorstep. But milk is milk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we always have to encourage each other to do things that are a little different. But go ahead, girls. Oh, I know we're all related. No, it's all good. I'm things. glad that you shared that because, you know, I noticed that in our in our interview script that we had sent you the questions that we sent you we didn't talk about or we didn't mention to ask you about motherhood like would we ask a guy about his fatherhood would we ask about this and typically we do with the women but I'm glad that you you mentioned this and how it works out for your family and what has been the best decision so the, the women listening out there like when you and it starts early if you're not married and you don't have kids you're in a great spot like a lot of us feel when we're single that we have to get married by a certain age and we must have kids by a certain age and you know cambia even though you know you might be a first generation second generation you know latina um there are still ex- there's certain expectations that society just has overall whether it's cultural but it's just society right so if you're single out there and you're listening to this start paying attention to who you date and who you spend your time with when it comes to that romantic aspect because if your values don't align if you don't think this person's going to pay attention to that those things that you are unsaid by just being exposed, being with you and, and the experience with you. Like you mentioned, your husband didn't even have to ask you. He knew what you what you needed and he stepped up. So, mujeres, there are men out there that fit us. It doesn't it doesn't have to be a certain look. They don't have to be, you know, <laughs> what was that very handsome man back in the day, Andres Como with the blue eyes? Este, Andres Garcia, he doesn't have to be handsome like Andres Garcia. I've seen Cuarentona over here watching, I'm more like a 60, 60 year old Tia over here. Uh, he doesn't have to be, uh, you know, a Kuno Becker or who's a, who are the, re- oh, my bad bunny. He doesn't have to be a bad bunny, but if he was, <laughs> my great. dad bunny, so yes, my dad bunny, my dad body. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but you know, just pay attention to those things because a lot of yeah. times we go and we just chase some, a certain thing, and then mm-hmm. you're like, "Damn it, this is what I got stuck with." <laughs> and uh, I mean, you don't have to be. Stuck, yeah, right? no, and I think but, it's compromise too. Yeah. Like I, I mean, that's the other. You know, if we're gonna give advice to the young, like advice for my younger self, it's that. I mean, look, have your fun, like all for it. Have your fun, mm-hmm. but also recognize, like, who you know, do you really envision putting down roots? Because the day-to-day life is like, it's not the fun. You're not going out and dancing and clubbing and partying and eating at fancy restaurants. Like that's not real life. Real life is like, who's going to be your partner? Who's going to be an equal to you? Don't keep score. And, you know, just is also not threatened by, you you know, your desire to, to succeed or to thrive. And like, and it's also that balance. Like, I think, you know, it's just like, honestly, like my husband's like, dry and serious and I'm all like out here just like super like 
just like I have so much endless energy. We're just like, we're complete opposites. But I'm like, there's probably a reason for this. Because if we both were like me, or we both were like him, like, it'd be a disaster. And I think like, learn to embrace that, you know, my husband loves to tell a joke where he tells people, you know, my wife, she's so um, personable and fun and social. And so I, I wouldn't have as much fun as I do with her. Uh, her without me, she'd probably be in jail. <laughs> like it's like so funny. Like, in jail. Say, but it's like we're so different. Oh that, like he calms me down and I rev him up. But it's a uh, funny. He took it from like some pastor or someone that says this joke about like we're different and we're different for a reason. But her without me, she probably that's be in jail. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. <laughs> that is that's pretty true though. That's pretty true. It's good. You have to be different. So I'm glad you shared that. So that would go along with the lines of that question and. Um, what like oh, that's our signature question that we ask every guest before we wrap up and like i didn't want us to wrap up but we're approaching the hour so then um you just mentioned that would be part of the advice or the advice so do you want to stick with that what would be your advice to your 25 year old self that's my dating advice to my 25 year old self. so let's go <laughs> yes let's go with the official advice or words of wisdom that you would share with your 25 year old self uh, it really would be, I guess it's more, I don't know if it's advice. I think it's more words of encouragement that like there will be a place for your entire self. Like I think it, I don't know that I appreciated and recognize that, you know, growing up. Um, and again, I just feel so fortunate that I found, you know, you, you were talking about how you you can only imagine walking into a place where like you don't have to explain yourself and you don't have to suppress any part of yourself. And I think that is honestly the magic that we have at Mipu that, you know, probably 95% of us all are Latinos and like to work in a space like that is magic. Like it's just, you know, we, we get each other, we bring our whole selves to work. And like, if that's actually an additive, it is not just like, Oh, I'm so glad I can do that. It's like, no, you need to bring like all of that. You bring like the childhood baggage, you bring like the comedy, the trauma, oh. all of it. like we need all of that to, to continue to do the work that we do and to like keep us honest and keep our perspective fresh. And, um, that, you know, had I known, like had somebody told me that that would be the job I'm in, I don't think that I would have believed it. And I just would have said like, you have nothing to be ashamed of. And like this duality that you're growing up in and this, you know, this pull that you feel that sometimes it's like, you don't want to be a certain thing. I remember um, when I got, I got into um, Amherst college and they offered to fly me out to visit and um, you know, they covered everything. And of course it was like, you know, a diversity initiative type of thing. And I was like kind of upset. And I told my mom, like, I don't like, I want to know that I got in on my merits and not because they're looking for more Brown kids at the school and like Western Massachusetts. And, um, you know, she helped me just realize two things. She said, a lot of people have sacrificed and paved the path for you to have this opportunity. Like your grandparent, your, your grandpa that came from Mexico and worked in the fields and hated living here in the U S and like, there was so much that, like those were sacrifices that happened so that I can have this. And then the second thing she said was, and when you get there, no matter whatever privilege and different backgrounds that other people have, like you're all starting from the same point. Like every single person starts with a fresh page in college and then it's what you make it right. Like you got there. So if you 
get into an elite college or university, like, and you are from the hood or you're from underprivileged and like public school and you're sitting there and you're wondering like, why am I here with these kids from boarding school and all this privilege and whose parents like own companies and, you know, have millions of dollars. Like, it doesn't matter. You got like, cause I've seen those same people also squander opportunities and like completely be like train wrecks in college. And I'm like, so it doesn't matter. Like you, you're given a chance, take it, take it and make the best of it. And you deserve it. Like, that's that's what I leave you with. <laughs> that's beautiful. beautiful. We usually like to do a we usually like to do a tip of the day. So that's going to be our tip of the day. I, I want to go with what you started with, which was you know find your magic. That's very cool. Like to find a place where you can feel that there's magic going on in that workplace and that space where you can be your whole self. So find your magic. And the other thing is, you said I thought it was such a great thing that you said about the environment. Like come as you are. Mm -hmm. Like you said, bring your childhood baggage. I'm like, whoo, the relief on that yeah. to be able to be who you are and the vulnerability that you could bring. Like that's our tip of the day. Find your magic i loved it too i think that was beautiful great way to end this podcast i mean you mentioned there will be a place for your entire self find it don't rush don't rush don't just go and do it because it checks off a box you know just really take your time and i wish that you know that I, i'm not wish i'm just happy for those young professionals or professionals that get to walk in through those doors and we have that sense of relief or we're like i belong here and you know that sense of i'm gonna come give my all because it's going to share my culture and my who I am to the world. So that's beautiful. So thank you so much. We're so happy to have had you on here. I hope we have you back and just keep discussing other conversations, yeah. having more conversation, discussing more topics. And um, are there any last minute uh, things you guys want to mention to Vanessa before we let her go or anything, anything you guys want to ask her? No, we're good. We'd love to have her and her husband on. We've done husband. Yeah. yeah. Oh, fun. That it. would be fun. <laughs> husband and tequila. Yeah. Husbands and tequila. Husbands and tequila. Yeah. Ceci is so ready. You're so down, Ceci. I'm so ready. I'm so down. I know. It was my idea. It was my idea. It was your idea. I'll get my tequila. Yeah. Don't threaten me with a good time. Am I getting my tequila? Are we taking a shot? Vanessa, at better. The, are we taking a shot? At the, 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 at Pues a ver, lo, luego veo, luego veo. Yeah, luego veo. I'll oh, yeah, be there. Well, well, I'll take it for all four of us. Please oh, there you go. Right. You know? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so I'm so happy to have had you here. Hopefully we'll all have you back. Everyone listening, if you it. have any questions, you know, always, you can always hit us up. Continue the conversation. Shoot us an email at admin at leveluplatina.com. Go to our website at leveluplatina.com if you want to follow up on any of our guilt-free squad, our community, our one-on-one -on -one coaching. Learn about our um, affiliates also. We have some really, really good ones on there now. If you like, want to like to freshen up, we have like Mario Badescu on there. I believe I said the name right because I love that little spray. But anything else, please hit us up. Follow us at Level of Latina on IG. And um, other than that, thank you so much. And oh, everyone, I think we still have in time to buy tickets for our Breakthrough Brunch on the 24th of September. Yeah. So we hope to see you all there. Anything else, ladies, that we want to add? No? I just wanted to say salute to Ceci. Salute. 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 Actually, how can people find you? Yeah. There oh you go. Oh, my goodness. I'm, I'm, I'm boring. Don't follow me, but follow <laughs> all of the Miku stuff. I'm like, you'll you'll be sad if you follow me, but follow all of, you know, We Are Mitu, Fears by Mitu, Crema by Mitu. Just follow all our feeds and, um, yeah, keep supporting 
the work we do um, and we'll keep su supporting the community. So Sounds good. We'll go ahead Sounds and do good. that and re-follow <laughs> and follow, yes. follow, follow. Are there more pluses? I was looking at all those sites while we were chatting. These oh. are really, really so great. Was I. So was so I. Thank you. thank you for sharing yeah, all of that. Yeah, of course. I'm really excited about all of them. So thank you well, for sharing. Thank you, thank you for having me have on. Great one, okay? Thank you. Thank you, you too. Bye. Hasta luego. Ciao.